Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And I'm here primarily for you because no one else is going to talk about how to be healthy. You don't see anything in the news. You don't see anything on TV. You don't hear anything about how important nutrition is and that food is your best medicine. Truly, we have lived for millions of years on this earth without drugs, without any kind of aid to keep us healthy other than food. And we've made it to here. But in the last 100 years, it's been nothing but drug therapy for everything that you can imagine. When we do not get enough vitamins and minerals, there are consequences. Our body malfunctions. And the consequences of the malfunctions are clues, signs, and symptoms that something's wrong. And then those errors are treated by drugs. They're always looking for something to treat. A new drug, a new treatment, more money. That's all the drug companies want because they have no customers, no clients, unless they're sick. Now, it's okay to have drugs to take care of people when it's an emergency, when there's been an accident, or there have been some serious tragedy, trauma. You can't wait for nutrition to correct those errors. We need drugs. But for things like fatty liver disease, they're looking for a drug today to treat non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Drug companies are trying to find the first drug registered by the FDA to treat this condition. It's not a disease, but they have made it into a disease so that they can have the regulatory permission by the FDA to treat it with a drug. What causes non-alcoholic fatty liver disease? The overconsumption of carbohydrates and sugar. Sugar and carbohydrates are converted to fat. Fats are not converted to fat in the absence of carbohydrates and sugar. But the American diet today is primarily carbohydrates and sugar, which convert to fat. We are not fat 70 years ago when fat was a good part of our diet. But when they cautioned us for no reason, absolutely no science, that fat was bad for our heart, Everything was non-fat, low-fat, no-fat. So now we are paying the price of reducing the fat content of our foods and increasing the carbohydrates and sugar 
which ultimately convert to fat, the same fat we're trying to avoid. So now people have all kinds of diseases because of obesity, of being overweight. And almost 50% of Americans are obese today. And they predict by the year 2050, if we stay on the same trend we are today, food and nutrition-wise, everybody in America will be obese. We, have, we do not have a very good picture of our future nutritionally. So there has to be some where to be able to talk about how to be healthy without drugs. I'm not against drugs. As I said before, they're necessary in an accident, injury, whatever it might be. But not to try to correct metabolic disorders. Because we don't eat right, our body doesn't function right, then we have conditions that crop up based on the lack of nutrients. And those conditions are classified as diseases that makes them treatable by a drug. And nothing but a drug. You can't recommend anything to correct a disease other than a drug. You can't say food does anything. The drug companies have, well, you might say the FDA is inside the drug companies, and the drug companies are inside the FDA. They're one and the same. But we're here just to try to help you understand more about what you may be able to do on a daily basis to become healthy. And I've seen people who have abused their body for years, thinking that food had nothing to do with their health. And doctors really believe that, that food doesn't have anything to do with your health. It's drugs. It's got to be drugs. It's got to be drugs. Boy, think of all the money that is wasted on drugs when we could make changes in our lifestyle choices and correct 98% of all of our so-called diseases. So we're here every Saturday and Sunday right here on Terry Talks Nutrition to help to encourage you that no matter how bad off you think you are or you are, that you can change your life by changing the foods you eat. It's simple. Take the case of type 2 diabetes. There really is no type 2 diabetes. It's a condition caused by our choices. It's optional. You don't have to take a drug. Now, I'm not telling you to go off your drugs if your doctor has prescribed a drug for you. I am not a doctor. I just like to make some things clear and hopefully that it may help you. But there is truly no such thing as type 2 diabetes. It's not a diabetic condition. Type 1 diabetes, yes. It truly is a disease, autoimmune disease, that has destroyed the 
pancreas to a degree. And that is the production of insulin. So a type 1 diabetic does not produce insulin. So over the years, researchers have come up with a synthetic insulin that can be injected that is a godsend for the diabetics. Otherwise, their blood sugar level will go out of control. Now today, because doctors know that in a type 1 diabetic, they do not control their blood sugar level. But because they inject insulin, they can. But today, when you go into your doctor's office for a physical, and the doctor sees your blood sugar level sky high, oh, you're a diabetic. But you're not type 1 because type 1 doesn't make insulin, but an average healthy individual today with a high blood sugar level and still continues to manufacture insulin. So they classify you as type 2 diabetic. What does that mean, type 2? And now they classify Alzheimer's disease as a type 3 diabetic. Have you ever been diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic? I wonder, has your doctor prescribed medication for you to control your blood sugar level? Well, there truly, truly is no such thing as diabetes type 2. I don't believe your doctor is lying to you, but either he or she does not understand and is ignorant of the fact how blood sugar levels rise and fall. And most Americans having high blood sugar levels who still produce insulin should not be and cannot be diagnosed as a true diabetic type 1. So they are classified as type 2. And diabetes type 2, which 30 to 40 million Americans today are, with 100 million Americans as a pre-diabetic, is strictly under your control. It's optional. You have control over it. Your doctor does not have control over your type 2 diabetes. And there is no need to take a medication to treat type 2 diabetes. Here's the answer. If your blood sugar level is too high, then eat less sugar. It's that simple. The amount of sugar that is consumed by Americans today, which includes carbohydrates, because in order for them to be metabolized, they convert to sugar. So carbohydrates, bread, pasta, cakes, pies, muffins, all the stuffs that are made out of grains and grain flour are carbohydrates. And high sugar fruits have a lot more sugar. Juice in itself is a lot of sugar. So if you have too much sugar in your blood, then reduce the amount of sugar you're eating, and that's the end of 
type 2 diabetes. Actually, type 2 diabetes is a disease. I don't classify it as a disease. It's a metabolic disorder of the overconsumption of carbohydrates and sugar. No drug is needed to control type 2 diabetes. It's just a matter of eating less carbohydrates and sugar to allow our insulin to be able to reduce the blood sugar level. We can only produce so much insulin, but the American diet provides more sugar and Americans are eating more sugar than what their insulin levels can control and shuttle into the, into the cells to produce energy. Americans simply have overwhelmed their body's ability to process these sugars. So how can a physician say that you have too much sugar or glucose in your blood, but that you don't have to worry about how much sugar you eat? This is totally ridiculous, preposterous, and dangerous over the long run, as many diseases, high blood pressure, GERD, gastrointestinal disorders, obesity, chronic fatigue, and yes, even cancer can be caused by high blood sugar levels. So don't be fooled by those who insist that reducing carbohydrates and sugar will not help diabetes. Even the American Diabetic Association has clearly erred because they still emphasize that diabetics should eat high-carb diet. If you choose to take an anti-diabetic drug to control your blood sugar level, well, I guess that's your choice. It's your freedom. I'm not telling you you should stop your medication either that has been prescribed by your physician. But changing your diet is the only cure for diabetes. Eating a high-protein diet with plenty of healthy fats and a low intake of carbohydrates and sugar will cure your type 2 diabetes and lower the risk of all these other diseases. Keeping Americans in the dark as to how they can cure diabetes type 2 with drugs can only be in the best interests of big pharma and their shareholders. Don't let your doctor dissuade you from going on a low-carb diet. But probably make sure your doctor monitors the progress. And therefore, you may together from this learning experience, understand how to control blood sugar levels with food. Perhaps in this way, more and more medical practitioners can learn the true benefits of carbohydrate metabolism and restriction. Also keep in mind that it takes time for the body to adjust and correct physical imbalances that took years to occur. Only you can cure type 2 diabetes. No doctor can. 
nor can any drug cure high blood sugar levels. If you refuse to restrict eating sugar and carbohydrates, this is insanity. Well, we have more coming up today. Lots more. So stay with us. We're here for the hour. And we've got some really great topics coming up. We're going to be talking about elevated cortisol levels. We're going to talk about how to relieve your joint pain. The aging effects of smoking and obesity. You know, if you change your diet and you restrict your carbohydrates and sugar, give up smoking if you are, if you do rather, and lose weight, we could have a healthy nation and reduce the cost of medical care. And we'll talk about how exercise is actually good for the brain. And one of my most favorite, favorite herbs, andographis. And don't let your bladder stop you from exercising. We have lots of good stuff to talk about today. And first, let's jump off here today with elevated cortisol levels. Cortisol is a hormone produced by the adrenal glands. It's called the stress hormone. When you're under stress, regardless of the stress, it can be anything because everybody faces a different situation. Whatever causes you to be nervous, uncomfortable, or let's say just stressed out, your stress hormone jumps into action. And it's secreted from the adrenal gland. It's a steroid hormone created in the adrenal glands. These are, we have two separate adrenal glands. They sit on the top of each of our kidneys. They weigh about five grams, very small, about the size of a kidney bean or a lima bean, very, very small. And they only produce about a teaspoon of hormones in a year, but very, very powerful hormones. And in addition to its role in the body's ability and response to stress, cortisol is important for metabolism, weight control, weight management, blood pressure levels, and immune function, immune health. When we are under stress, cortisol levels rise. They go higher. We secrete more trying to correct the stress condition. And normally, the cortisol levels should be highest in the morning and lowest in the evening. It's secreted based on your stress level and the degree of stress. But cortisol has a lot of chronic conditions caused by it. The higher, the more damage. 
It causes weight gain, high blood pressure, decreased bone density, reduced libido, mood swings, and substantially increases the risk of cancer. In a recent clinical study, high cortisol levels increase the risk of death from COVID-19 by 42%. And so many people during COVID-19 through 2020 and 21, the lockdown, mask wearing, people fears, all our stress levels. When you're locked down, put a dog or an animal in a cage in a lockdown, creates a tremendous amount of stress. People fear to go out. And now all of a sudden, there's no more fear. Now, (laughs) it's funny how everything has been reversed, but there is still COVID-19 out there. There are still strains of the virus. So the thing is to make our body healthier so that we can withstand the onslaught of viral infection. So what really balances the levels of cortisol? There are two hormones in the adrenal glands, DHEA, and cortisol. It's like a teeter-tot. The DHEA is on one end and cortisol is on the other end. As cortisol levels go up, DHEA goes down. When we bring DHEA up, it brings cortisol down. We want a normal level of cortisol to give us the best healthy environment for our metabolism and our body. So by boosting the DHEA can bring cortisol levels back to their normal cycle. Clinical trial compared the DHEA cortisol ratio across three groups of people. Older people given a placebo. Older people given a single dose of DHEA. And young people, healthy young people, untreated, as a comparison. So we have one group of people taking a placebo. They didn't know what they were getting. It was a fake pill. Another group of people were given a single dose of DHEA. And the result of this study, this clinical study, by supplementing DHEA to the group of older patients, restored the DHEA cortisol ratio in older adults to levels found in younger adults as a more healthy ratio. So how do we look for a supplement that may give us the best support for the adrenal glands? Well, one thing for sure is we need more vitamin C. We don't store vitamin C in our body because it's water-soluble. So that means you may stay in the body several hours, maybe four to five hours. But any 
vitamin C that is stored in the body can only be found in the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands have a very high concentration of vitamin C. Reduces stress-related increases in cortisol levels. And then let's add B vitamins. Indirectly reduce cortisol levels by increasing GABA levels. Restores normal cortisol cycle. In a clinical study of healthy athletes, those athletes with the lowest intakes of vitamin C, B1, B2, B6, and niacin had the highest cortisol levels. They were stressed out. There's no need to be stressed out. Now, the conditions that may create stress will never go away. There's always going to be a condition or a time or a period where you have entered into a stress condition. But if you're not well-nourished with these nutrients that I'm talking about, like vitamin C, B vitamins, DHEA, you're going to be a basket case. People with the same stress conditions that are healthier will be able to withstand the stress levels. So, how to reduce the cortisol levels for women? 15 to 30 milligrams of DHEA plus 200 to 400 milligrams of vitamin C and a full spectrum of the B vitamins, B1, B2, B3, B6, and especially in their biologically active form of P5P, folate, B12, biotin, and panathenic acid. Now those same vitamins, B vitamins, but with a higher level of DHEA for men, like 15 to 45 milligrams of DHEA. This is a combination I'd like to use on a daily basis. And I think it'll prove successful for you as well. It'll reduce the stress that may be damaging your body. It's not going to get away, get rid of the stress conditions. But your body will be able to withstand the stress in a much more healthy condition. Now, I've got to break away for a few moments, but I'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to be back here, and I'm going to be here till the top of the hour. Just to let you know, you're listening to Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally, and we'll be back right after these messages, right here, same station, same time, right here, Terry Talks Nutrition. Back right after this. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally, and you're listening to Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And no matter where you are in the world, believe it or not, you can listen to our radio program live if you choose to. You just have to adjust your times wherever you are be on the same time we are here in the Central Standard Time of the USA. But we have also archived all of our radio shows in the archive section of the radio show. 
So go to my website, Terry Talks Nutrition. There you'll not only be able to listen to the radio show, live or on demand, at your convenience, wherever you want, whenever you want, and take it with you if you like, podcasts, newsletters, and if you want a newsletter, a weekly newsletter, we send it out to your email address every Friday, but also we archive the newsletters so that you can go in and read any ones you may have missed or reread them, or maybe you want to look up something that's on your mind. You might want to have more information on DHEA. So go to the newsletter section and type in the search section, DHEA, and the newsletters that contain information on that ingredient will pop up and you can read all the newsletters that refer to DHEA. So we have a lot of good information on there. Scroll through it. There's videos, all kinds of good things to help you understand about health and how you can change your life by changing your choices, your lifestyle choices. So I said before, when we opened up the program, we're going to talk about how to relieve joint pain. That's a big, big topic in America. I would say there are probably nobody, well, maybe I'll find a few here and there, but probably not many people are free of joint pain. It's a common problem. Arthritis. Osteoarthritis. In fact, it's a very big problem for Americans experiencing painful joints. In fact, one in five adults age 40 or older will experience arthritis pain. With over 30% of them rating their pain as severe, a 10, on a scale of 1 to 10, their pain is 10. That does not make a very happy person. They're severely handicapped because they are irritable, moody. Well, you can't, just think about it. If you had severe pain on a scale of 1 to 10, and it was 10, how would you feel? You would not be a happy camper. You would have all, you know, you got pain, but you also have a lot of irritability because you can't do what you want to do. You can't take a cover off a jar. You can't write in some cases. I've seen people with crippled hands can barely open up their hands. They can barely walk. They're slumped over. They have pain. And they're gobbling Tylenol in hopes of getting rid of their pain. But think about this. Tylenol is sold over the counter. I would definitely recommend, if I had a choice, that it should be on prescription. But because it's sold over the counter, people believe that it's not very dangerous 
because otherwise the FDA would put it out on prescription only. Then only your doctor would prescribe it. But because the Americans can buy Tylenol over the counter, they regard it as a pretty safe drug and they take more than they should because they still have pain and that even makes it more dangerous. Tylenol is the leading cause of liver failure, liver cancer, liver damage. Tylenol, and now they have made baby Tylenol, liquid Tylenol. So 85% of people with arthritis pain are taking drugs, including Tylenol, or the generic name acetaminophen, which damages the liver and does nothing to reduce inflammation. And the inflammation is causing the pain. So it does not get rid of the inflammation. And other drugs, commonly referred to as NSAIDs, N-S-A-I-D-S, NSAIDs, like ibuprofen, Celebrex, which cause stomach ulcers and liver damage, and narcotics, Vicodin, addictive, does nothing to reduce inflammation, and steroids, which then cause weight gain, mood swings, blurry vision, high blood pressure, and many other problems. I remember listening to Lester Holt, who I like to listen to the evening news. I like his voice. I like the way he presents certain top subjects. But one day he said, you know, we just learned that a leave in Advil caused heart attacks and strokes. So you should avoid them and instead use Tylenol. Oh, <laughs> please, Lester, don't do that. They're all bad, and Tylenol is worse than Aleve and Advil. They don't work anyway. They cause all kinds of serious complications. So here's a two-step plan for arthritic joints. Arthritis joints, pain, pain, it's pain in itself. It's caused by inflammation. So first of all, I'm going to tell you about a couple of ingredients that can help relieve your pain dramatically, significantly, without side effects, without any adverse events, and help to rebuild your, 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 your cartilage Rebuild it and relieve pain. But you could make it a lot easier and you could save some money by switching the American diet that most people are eating today that cause arthritis and cause inflammation. It's a pro-inflammatory diet. and switch to an anti-inflammatory diet. 
You can eat a diet that helps reduce inflammation rather than eating a diet that increases inflammation. What's in our diet, in the American diet, that increases inflammation? Sugar, excessive carbohydrates, and vegetable oils like safflower seed oil, corn oil, soybean oil, grapeseed oil. All these oils are very high in omega-6 fatty acids. And omega-6 fatty acid is a pro-inflammatory group of fatty acids. So change the diet. Go on the ketogenic diet. You can do it really severe to really give you the really impact of a healthy anti-inflammatory diet, or you can modify it slightly. But don't eat over 100 grams. 75 grams would be better. But don't eat over 100 grams of carbohydrates per day. And get your carbohydrates from low-sugar fruits, berries, and vegetables. Now, I know it's not what maybe you are used to. But what do you want? Do you want relief of your pain? Do you want to reverse diseases and cure diseases? I have run into people all across the country when I lecture that after my lecture, they come up and say, I did exactly that. Somebody told me about the ketogenic diet or somebody referred the the anti-inflammatory diet. I read a book on on ketogenic diet and they switched and they went on a diet that includes high protein, animal fats, animal proteins, and healthy other fats, healthy fats, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, macadamia nut oil. My choice is olive oil. Very, very low carbohydrates and sugar. And you will have, in three months, it may take longer, don't give up. Sometimes some people have done so much abuse and it takes decades for these conditions to occur. So it's going to take time. Don't try it for a week or two weeks and say, hey, this doesn't work. You don't get fat in a week. You don't get fat in two weeks. And to lose weight takes a long time. And so do all diseases take a long time to reverse and to be cured and to be relieved significantly. You may not make 100% cure, but you can improve your health tremendously. So you can relieve pain with a combination of three ingredients. These ingredients are curcumin, boswellia, in a combination of black sesame seed oil. In a clinical study of curcumin boswellia with black sesame seed oil versus a prescription drug, the herbal combination gave a greater reduction in pain than the drug, and the drug happened to be Celebrex, one of the most common prescribed medications for arthritis by doctors. 
and in the head-to-head comparisons of curcumin and boswellia to celebrex, the herbal combination gave greater reduction in pain and increased the ability to walk a significant distance versus the drug group and with no side effects, where the drug group had side effects. And even some people dropped out of the study because they had too many side effects. Curcumin, boswellia, and black sesame seed oil relieve pain as quickly and effectively as the OTC drugs like Tylenol. And this herbal combination was eight times more effective in relieving the emotional aspects of pain, like irritability, moodiness, depression, struggling, just you don't feel good. It doesn't treat just pain, the relieving of pain, but these herbal combinations actually relieve your emotional aspect because people are not happy in pain. And when you bump into somebody that's not happy, hey, cut them some slack. They may just be sick or have pain. Normally our personality should be like happiness, feeling great, fantastic. But when you're sick or you have severe pain, like 30% of those that had arthritis have severe pain. On a scale from 1 to 10, it's 10. You're not going to be happy. And then let's build, rebuild the cartilage with collagen. Now, it has to be a very specific form of collagen. There's all kinds of type 1, type 3, whatever. But there's only a very specific form of collagen for the joints. Supplemental type 2 collagen called native type 2 collagen reduces arthritis symptoms and rebuilds the cartilage in the joints. So take 40.5 milligrams of native type 2 collagen 450 milligrams of boswellia and 1,740 milligrams of glucosamine chondroitin hyaluronic acid. These are two great ingredient combinations that will give you fantastic results. But now you've got to be serious. Don't go on them and say, I I only can do this for a week or two. You can't do that. You've got to take these so they rebuild your joints, rebuild and repair the joints, and relieve the pain. This can be a huge benefit for you. And if you can't afford to do that, change your diet. Everybody should change their diet. All diseases can be greatly relieved or cured by changing your diet. If you're sick and tired of the way you feel, don't keep 
Don't continue to do the same things over and over again and expect different results. You're never going to get better doing what you're doing because what you're doing is causing your conditions that are unhealthy. There has to be change. You can't do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Change the diet. Drastically reduce the carbohydrates and the sugar. Get off the soft drinks that could use high fructose corn syrup. The worst sugar in the world. It just actually just goes to your belly fat. It makes you fatter. And don't drink diet soda. It gives you the same implications. But you can be healthier if you want. And now we can also top changing your diet to stop smoking and lose weight. Now, if you're going to go on the ketogenic diet, you'll lose weight. You won't even have to try to lose weight. If you follow the regimen, the amount of foods you eat are not important. You can eat as much food as you want of the foods that you are allowed that are recommended on the ketogenic diet. You'll never walk away from the table hungry. You'll always have plenty to eat. But of the foods that are recommended, and you'll still lose weight like crazy, and you'll gain muscle. Now, you can also stop smoking. That'll help you as well. So now this is really how you avoid accelerating aging, the aging process. You'll become younger looking, you'll have better skin, you'll have less pain, you'll have maybe no pain. You'll feel much, much better. And you'll take off 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, whatever. It'll work. And then top it off with giving up smoking. In fact, research has followed almost 1,000 people born in 1972 and 73 until they were 45 years old. The results of this study, the subjects who were obese and smoked or suffered from a mental disorder such as anxiety or depression as a, as a, a young uh, adolescent, ages 11 to 15, biologically aged three months faster every year versus those who did not have these problems. By age 45, versus subjects with none of these issues, those who had two of these three health conditions as adolescents, they walked slower, age 45, walked slower than normal, had an older brain by two to five years, had older facial age by four to five years. 
smoking, and obesity. Increases oxidative stress and inflammation, which are strongly linked to accelerated aging. We are a nation of inflammation. Everybody in America has some degree of inflammation. So the choice is to stop smoking, lose weight, follow an anti-inflammatory diet, the ketogenic diet. And if you want more information on the ketogenic diet, go to this website, ketogenicdietresource.com. ketogenic diet resourcecom Wonderful website that helps you understand more of the ketogenic diet and how it improves your health. It's a must for anyone who has cancer. Now, talking about brain, aging brain, actually exercise is good for your brain. You can actually cut the risk of Alzheimer's disease by over 30%. You know, we are meant to move. We have come to an age where we sit all day. We sit in our office or we sit in whatever our position or our occupation takes us. We don't do anything other than maybe walking from the car to the office and back to the car and home and walk around the house, especially in the winter months in the northern latitude. There are many people that do walk. Their job takes them outdoors because they love the outdoor air. They love to be busy with their hands and feet and not sit at a, at a desk all day. But many, many people sit all day and then all night in front of the TV. And here is a case where researchers followed 650,000 adult men, average age of 61 years, and they followed them for nine years. None of the men had dementia at the start of the study. Fitness was evaluated by the ability to complete a treadmill walking test. The results of this study, the men with the lowest fitness levels, lowest fitness levels were over 30% more likely to have Alzheimer's disease by the end of the study. All you need to do is walk. Walk 20 or 30 minutes, three, four times a week. Get out and walk. It's the best exercise, less trauma on your joints, good fresh air. You're out of the sun. But even small improvements in fitness were associated with significant reductions in dementia risk. However, matching the highest levels 
of fitness recorded in the study is not difficult. You can do it. Just a brisk walk for even just 15 minutes. Who can't find 15 minutes to go for a walk? A brisk walk for 15 minutes every day is enough. Now, I'm, I'm not saying stop there. If you want to go for 30 minutes, an hour, you'll get more benefit. Don't go to the point where you are stressed out. Stress is stress, regardless of where it comes from. Even people exercising, marathons, that's all stress. It's not good for you to go to that length to achieve rewards. But just 15 minutes a day is more than enough to gain the benefits of exercise. So you don't have to have expensive memberships to clubs. You don't have to get in your car and go to a club and change clothes. And by that time, you could have been done walking. It's easy. And someday when you get to a point and you want to walk 15 or 30 minutes, carry two dumbbells in your hand not up in the air, just along by your side. Maybe 15 pounds, 20 pounds. It's amazing what it can do for you. A brisk walk for 15 minutes every day, everybody should do. I'm not saying you need to have weights, but at some point maybe you want to try that. So try these tips to make yourself better fit, more healthy, reduce inflammation, reduce pain, and be rid of all these diseases that are really the result of not eating properly. And that, my friends, I'm all out of time. So I'll be back here tomorrow, 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can join me again on Sunday. And today we're going to end this program here on Terry Talks Nutrition. Go to my website, learn more. There's a lot of good information there. Read my blog. Um, subscribe to my newsletter. Listen to the radio shows. Become more active in your health because you are the only one that can change your health. You are the only one that can destroy your health by what you do and what your choices are. Say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. And please keep the people of Ukraine in your prayers and thoughts. God bless them. And God bless America. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.